Hi, my name is Ronnie Grayer, and this is the Monthly Safety Podcast for January and February of 2012. Yes, I did miss last month, and I do apologize. I've been busy at the Driver's Training School in Atlantic City, New Jersey, where I'm coming to you from this month. So let's get right to it. First, a little bit about me. I've been a Greyhound driver now for the past 20 years. I've been in the Driver Instructor Program for the past six, and I'm currently driving out of Syracuse, New York. Well, a lot of things going on. We've been talking about the cell phone ban for quite a while, and the final rule on cell phones takes effect uh, about a month ago, January 3rd of 2012. We talked about it in great deal, and basically it's what's been going on all along, uh, driving commercially, or driving any vehicle for that matter, and talking on a handheld phone, uh, just don't mix. The final rule prohibits commercial drivers from using a handheld mobile telephone while operating a commercial truck or bus. Drivers who violate the restriction will face federal civil penalties of up to $2,750 for each offense and disqualification from operating a commercial motor vehicle for multiple offenses. Additionally, states will suspend the driver's commercial driver's license after two or more serious traffic violations. Commercial truck and bus companies that allow their drivers to use handheld cell phones while driving will face a maximum penalty of $11,000. Approximately 4 million commercial drivers would be affected by this rule. And I wanted to read from a story in the Sacramento Bee, dated December 19th of 2011. A 24-year-old Colorado woman who was injured in an early morning rollover crash on a Greyhound bus in rural Texas in December of 2007 has been awarded $7.2 million by a Dallas jury, her attorneys at Fitz Zeal LLP said today. Bus passenger Ashley Reedy alleged the Greyhound driver was using a cell phone while driving in icy conditions on Interstate 40 in Wheeler County, Texas. The driver braked improperly as he approached a wreck on the highway and lost control of the bus, according to trial testimony. The bus rolled over, injuring Reedy's head, neck, and back. Fitz uh, Zeal LL partner Ryan Zeal stated, The verdict will enable Ashley to have lower back surgery next month for injuries received in the crash. We hope it sends a message that companies like Greyhound will be held responsible for any injuries they cause. In this case, we alleged that Greyhound hired an unqualified driver, that he was improperly trained, and they ultimately failed to control his speed, which caused the bus to flip over. Zeal presented evidence that the bus driver received three speeding convictions shortly before Greyhound hired him and has used his cell phone 17 times in the three hours before the accident. Jurors awarded Reedy $2.2 million in damages and $4.8 million in punitive damages after finding that Greyhound and its drivers were grossly negligent in the accident. So what can we learn from this? Talking on the phone while driving is a very serious thing. And you as an individual driver can be held civilly and criminally liable for any injuries or deaths that your actions may cause. Now I'd like to bring you a message from the safety department uh, reiterating that uh, firearms are strictly prohibited aboard the bus. By federal law, alcoholic beverages and illegal substances are strictly prohibited on buses and on these premises. Firearms and weapons of any kind are strictly prohibited on buses. Any aggressive behavior or assault will be immediately reported to authorities and prosecuted to the fullest extent allowed by local, state, and federal laws. This is something that's posted at various terminals throughout the country, and I've seen it in many areas. Again, um, this is really important, and I'm going to go on to read the rest of it that says, anyone causing disruption that interferes with the driver or operation of the bus or bus line or otherwise compromises the safety of passengers or employees may be committing a federal offense 
that is subject to prosecution and up to 20 years of imprisonment. In such cases, Greyhound will prosecute individuals committing these actions, excuse me, these offenses to the fullest extent of the law. Greyhound is committed to the safety of our customers and employees. For your safety, all persons and their belongings may be subject to search. So what can we take from this? Well, we all need to do our part to be vigilant. If we perceive any threat, if something seems out of the ordinary, don't just ignore it. Go ahead and say something. Get a supervisor involved. Call the authorities if necessary. Um, and we need to continue to enforce our zero-tolerance policy against aggressive behavior by our customers and the strict prohibition of alcoholic beverages and illegal drugs aboard the buses and in the terminals for everyone's safety. We've talked several times on the podcast about some of these curbside bus companies that are operating primarily in the eastern United States and how the FMCSA has uh, shut them down. And this month, I'd like to talk about another one. This was dated December 27th of 2011, and the company was called Double Happiness Travel. The U.S. Department of Transportation's Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration, or FMCSA, has ordered Double Happiness Travel Incorporated of Huntington Valley, Pennsylvania, to immediately cease all intrastate and interstate passenger service, declaring the carrier an imminent hazard to public safety. This order follows an extensive review of the company's operations, which found multiple hours of service, vehicle maintenance, and controlled substance and alcohol testing violations. Safety is our highest priority, said U.S. Transportation Secretary Ray LaHood. During this busy travel season, we will remain vigilant in our efforts to protect bus passengers and all motorists from unsafe bus companies. Double happiness travel was immediately shut down after FMCSA safety investigators found the company failed to comply with hours of service records of duty and driver qualification requirements. Double happiness travel provided service between New York City and Albany, New York, Baltimore, Maryland, and Wilmington, Delaware. Quote, FMCSA will continue to do everything within its current legal authority to remove unsafe bus operators like this one from our roadways, end quote, said FMCSA Administrator Annis Farrow. But, as you might expect, that wasn't the end of the story. From the New York Post dated December 30th, 2011, Carrier Busted, you'd have to see the headline to appreciate the New York Post, a popular Chinatown bus company that hauls passengers around the East Coast was ordered to shut down by the feds who called it an imminent hazard, but the carrier blew off the ruling yesterday and was still operating. Double Happiness Travel failed to conduct safety inspections and Dr. Driver's Logs Authority said in closing it down. But it was close, It was doing a brisk business all day, dishing out low-cost tickets to unsuspecting passengers, many of whom didn't speak English. None of them had any idea that Double Happiness, which sometimes spells its name correctly with an I as opposed to a Y, has been ordered Tuesday by the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration to put the brakes on its operations. A student boarding the bus to Albany said she regularly chooses double happiness because it's cheaper than Greyhound. I haven't had any accidents, said Ashley Hillary, 20, who lives on the Lower East Side. She should consider herself lucky. In its order, the feds accused the bus line of operating under a management philosophy indifferent to safety. In several cases, the company hired drivers before waiting for the results of their drug tests, a violation of federal rules according to the shutdown order. It also failed to regularly inspect its buses, the FMCSA said. The company allegedly tinkered with the work logs, detailing the amount of time drivers spent behind the wheel. Drivers are allowed to work no more than 10-hour shifts to prevent them from falling asleep behind the wheel and must be given eight hours off between shifts. 
quote, safety is our highest priority, end quote, U.S. Transportation Secretary Ray LaHood said as he announced the shutdown. City Councilman James Vaca, who chairs the Transportation Committee, said Double Happiness is likely not the only low-cost carrier violating safety rules. This is probably the tip of the iceberg, said Vaca. Because the buses travel between states, the city is not allowed to conduct inspections to check their safety, he added. Told of the federal action one customer getting off a Double Happiness bus from Delaware said she would no longer use the cheap service. I would rather be safe than it be less expensive, said the woman who did not want her name printed. An employee at Double Happiness Wilmington, Delaware's office confirmed that it was still operating yesterday. We're running on a regular schedule, she said the employee in broken English, before refusing to answer further questions. An FMCSA spokesman said it will work with local law enforcement to make sure the company complies with its order. If Double Happiness is found to be operating illegally, the company will face additional enforcement action, the agency rep said. And this is not the first time that we've seen this same scenario play out where a bus company has been involved in a serious collision, uh, perhaps fatalities involved, been shut down by the federal government and continued to run, often starting up under another name. In this case, they simply changed their name by changing one letter from a Y to an I or vice versa. It's very unfortunate uh, that this continues to go on out there. But the good news is that there are lots of uh, carriers, including Greyhound, and drivers, including Greyhound drivers, who operate within the confines of the law, and we're going to continue to provide safe bus travel uh, in North America. Let's move on to another story dated December 27th in Syracuse, New York. This was in the Syracuse paper. Uh, Watertown, New York, authorities say a 39-year-old man stole a Greyhound bus in Syracuse and decided to make a Christmas Day visit to a friend in northern New York before he was caught. Authorities say Andrew Hickey of Peekskill, Westchester County, boarded the bus Sunday morning because it was cold and the vehicle was running and warm while being fueled at the Syracuse Transportation Center. Officials say Hickey drove off and headed north to a friend's home in Watertown, 60 miles away. Police say he has a commercial driver's license and knows how to drive a bus. Greyhound disabled the runaway bus electronically two hours in Watertown. The company notified Jefferson County Sheriff's deputies who made the arrest. Hickey has been charged with stealing the bus. He's in the county jail. So what can we take from this? Well, we've talked about this on the podcast before. The one problem with this whole story is that the secure idle in the KDEC was not used. Had the employee who started that bus engaged the secure idle before leaving the driver's seat, this person would not have been able to drive our bus, in this case, 60 miles away. Fortunately, uh, Fleet was able to shut down the bus remotely to prevent any further activity. But it's a reminder to all of us to get in the habit, if you haven't been doing that already, of using the secure idle function in KDEC whenever you leave the bus and the engine is running for security purposes. Now I'd like to switch gears a little bit and talk about customer service because it wouldn't be complete if we didn't talk about some of the fantastic drivers and customer service representatives that we have throughout this great Greyhound system of ours in North America. I'm going to read from the window seat newsletter um, entitled, I am Greyhound Stellar Customer Service. I am Greyhound means commitment to providing a stellar customer service experience to everyone who walks into a terminal and boards a bus. Stellar customer service builds relationships between customers and the company. In short, stellar service creates loyal customers. Employees deliver this type of customer service when they exceed a customer's expectations, do something that makes a customer feel special, or create a positive, memorable experience for a customer. Greyhound has many employees who currently provide this type of service to our customers each day. Window Seat will recognize these employees 
who go beyond the norm and exemplify I am Greyhound, which brings us to the letter that was published in the newsletter, and it reads, Dear Mr. Watkins, because that refers to Myron Watkins, our Vice President of Customer Experience for Greyhound, Violet James and I were working at the, at the Boston South Station ticket counter when a man came up to Violet and said he wanted to commend operator Jerry Vickers for helping him get home. Here is what passenger Henry Ciccone said about Jerry. Mr. Ciccone came to Boston from Bangor, Maine on Greyhound. His driver said they would have a 10-minute break in Portland and then continue on to Boston. The passenger went to get something to eat and wasn't gone longer than three minutes. When he returned, his bus had left without him. Operator Vickers was on her way north to Bangor on the 12.01 p.m. schedule. Mr. Ciccone told Violet that he was very upset about being stuck in Portland without a way to get home to his family. Jerry called Concord Coach Lines and ordered him a ticket to return to Boston and paid for the ticket with her own funds. Mr. Ciccone said he is very grateful that Greyhound has such wonderful, caring, and courteous drivers who would help him in his time of need. He said what Jerry Vickers did for him was above and beyond the call of duty, and he will remember her kindness for a very long time. Sincerely, Jane G. Calder, Customer Service Associate, Boston, Massachusetts. So if you see Jerry, give her a big hug and tell her what a great job she's doing. We all appreciate it. And finally, I wanted to mention another employee, this time a New York City-based operator, by the name of Chris Cateas. And here's a letter written to Norde O.K., a supervisor in New York. It reads, As a lifelong Greyhound customer, I have had quite a lot of experience with different drivers in different situations. I've witnessed Greyhound crashes, altercations between Greyhound drivers and passengers, and even a drug search conducted by the DEA on board. I thought I had seen everything. When I took a trip from Newark to Harrisburg on November 17, 2011, I saw something extremely rare among all professions. My driver, Chris Cateas, was incredibly professional, courteous, and kind. In my five-hour trip, he single-handedly turned around my opinion of Greyhound, and I will be sure to tell others of my very positive experience with him as my driver. I strongly believe in complaining when complaints are due, but also of praising when praise is due, and I have never met a driver who deserves more praise than Mr. Cateas. I approached him after we arrived in Harrisburg to ask for his contact information. I hope he is my driver the next time I take Greyhound. Please do let me know if I can provide any additional information. Thanks for listening, and I hope you have a great day. And this is from Susan Silver. And this is just wonderful. It goes to show some of the drivers that we have are so caring and the customer service representatives and supervisors as well. So if you see Chris, shake his hand and tell him that he's doing a fantastic job. That's about all I have for this month on the podcast. If you'd like to listen to previous episodes, they're available both to listen and download. And the easiest way to get that is to go to my Facebook page at facebook.com slash Ronnie Greer. That's R-O-N-N-I-E-G-R-E-H-E-R. You can search me out on Facebook. You can send me email with any suggestions, comments at Ronnie, R-O-N-N-I-E, 13211 at gmail.com. Everyone, have a safe and pleasant trip, and we'll talk to you again in March.